Welcome okay. to another episode of Bukhari Sellers Podcast. Today is a it's a pretty cool day because I got Matt Katz on here, and it uh, I don't I don't know if I want to call him a subject matter expert, but he is somebody who knows. Uh, Chris Christie, we're talking about him. Shout out to my good friend. Uh, I'm not sure who's hosting tonight. Is it Dana Bash? I'm not sure who's hosting, but there is a Chris Christie uh, CNN Town Hall tonight. Uh, he is going to be the newest um, uh, entrant into the race for the GOP nomination. And I will say that I think my conspiracy theory about Chris Christie is coming true. I think some GOP funders just got together and want him to be kamikaze Christie and take out Donald Trump. So that's my theory about it. But here we have none other than Matt Katz to discuss. What's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, great. Um, great. Uh, happy to happy to talk about this. So you think the your conspiracy theory is that Republicans are looking to put him up to take out Trump. What about Democrats? I mean, he needs oh, no, 40- we want We want Trump. You want Trump, okay? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we well, would you... <laughs> prefer Trump. I'm like, yeah. I'm, when Trump said that, he, you know, whether even if he gets found guilty, he's going to keep running. I was like, that's my guy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, so, tr- so Christie needs 40,000 unique donations to get on the debate stage to do what he says he can do like nobody else, which is, you know, knock this guy out of the race. And he's been asking for $1 donations. And right. I think that's what you're going to, I'm sure he's going to say that on CNN too. You know, yeah. give me, send me a dollar and I'm going to take this guy out for you. Not only that, but like, you know, I don't even know the, may- the mayor, the governor of, of one of the Dakotas who's running yeah. as well, but he's like sending out these emails, just asking for a dollar. I want him on the, uh, I want him on the, uh, uh, on the stage too. Cause I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, Christie said, uh, even in South Dakota, they don't know who the governor of North Dakota is. <laughs> That's why we love Chris Christie. So look, Matt, we start each one of our shows by having our guests walk us through the arc of their careers before we get into the meat of it. And yours has been an interesting one, as you've done extensive work with WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio. Shout out to Public Radio all across the country, um, as well as with just about every major political national outlet in the country. How did you get into journalism and what keeps you doing what you do? Oh, man, you know, uh, I got into it. It's all I ever wanted to do. Uh, Since middle school, I wanted to be a newspaper reporter. I had a, you know, brief moment in college where I thought um, going in more in your direction and trying out politics might be a thing. But I I was quickly disabused of that notion um, and uh, started my career at local New Jersey newspapers um, and I uh, basically worked my way up to somewhat larger papers, uh, covered all kinds of things, local school boards, local town council meetings, understood, like, I got an understanding of politics at the very, very local level and how it works and how personalities are can influence policy. And then went on to spend a, a brief bit of time in Afghanistan for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And then um, my boss came to me one day in 2010, said, you know, listen, we got a new governor in New Jersey. He doesn't seem like a normal kind of governor. Do you want to co- cover him? And I said, no, I didn- wasn't interested in covering uh, state politics at the time. And, he- and my editor said to me, listen, this guy is different. Uh, you're going to follow him wherever he goes around the state, maybe follow him wherever he goes around the country. And he's going to be a great story. And I eventually said, okay, and started covering Chris Christie at the end of his first year in office uh, in New Jersey for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, as soon as I started covering, people were asking him if he was going to run for president. Uh, It was unbelievable. And then went on to 
the public radio NPR station in New York to cover him there. Uh, wrote a biography about him, American Governor Chris Christie's Bridge to Redemption, which is suddenly newly relevant. Nobody had bought it since he came in sixth place in New Hampshire. I, in I mean, that name, that name is that a, is that punny? I mean, the Bridge <laughs> to Redemption is was that? It was punny. I got the, you know, I got the book deal. Uh, there was a poll in December 2013 that had Chris Christie leading the Republican field for the nomination in 2016. Trump was not polled and uh, Christie just beat out Jeb Bush, if we remember him. So uh, I, that's how I basically got the book deal, because the guy looked like he was he was uh, on his way to the nomination. And then the Bridgegate scandal broke. For those who don't remember, he his people um, conspired to close a, a lane leading up to the George Washington Bridge. And the feds alleged that it was intended to punish the mayor of the town where the bridge was because he did not endorse Christie's reelection. Uh, and a woman died, right? A woman died, although her daughter said that she would have likely died regardless, but there was a delayed ambulance response. There were ambulances stuck in traffic. There were school buses stuck in traffic. Uh, it went off for four and a half days, it, four and a half mornings, I should say. Um, it was crazy, but you know we've seen all kinds of other crazy stuff since then. Ended up getting thrown out by the uh, Supreme Court. They ruled that if you do corruption in America, it's okay as long as you don't make money off of it. There you go. You can punish people, just don't make any money off of it. What what makes him such an interesting political figure? Other than he's large. He 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 does have an imposing presence for sure. He is absolutely uh phenomenal on his feet. He is witty, he talks shit like the best of them. Um he can communicate complicated policy things into um, sound biteable, digestible pieces. Uh, he is maybe the best one. I would say one of the two or three best political communicators I've seen. I'm forty. I'm going to be forty five years old in my lifetime, either as a you know observer or as a professional, and um, and that's why a. The media likes to talk about him. Uh, he gets a lot of outsized attention, so so to speak, um, uh, because he's very good um, on the media on TV. He's very good in talking to a reporter off the record. He's very good at a press conference, whether he's you know lambasting his political opponents or the reporter who's asking him a question. And um, he, he's he makes for good copy. So that's a lot of the reason why he's been so politically successful. He was a prosecutor, right? He was a U.S. attorney of New Jersey. Yeah. Talk about his relationship with the Kushners. Isn't that oh, a thing? Man. Yeah. So, I know the story, but tell you tell the, I may not tell it as good as you, so tell the story. The story is something else. So, um, you know, Christie made his bones as U.S. attorney in New Jersey by going after political corruption. Um, that's uh, long been a scourge in New Jersey. People hate it. And uh, that's how he became almost a household name as uh, just the chief federal prosecutor in the state because he kept uh, uh, charging Democrats, Republicans for various forms of corruption. And there was a very powerful guy, big biggest Democratic fundraiser in the state named Charlie Kushner. And he had a uh, business rival who happened to be his brother-in-law. And Charlie Kushner, Jared's father, hired a sex worker to essentially seduce 
his own brother-in-law and try to frame him with a videotape of the sexual encounter in order to um, get the better end of a business dispute he was having with the other side of his family. And he hired the sex worker who then went from New York to New Jersey, which crossed state lines, made federal crime. So uh, Chris Christie went after this guy, got the videotape. Um, the FBI was involved and Charlie Kushner, Jared's father, went to prison. And it's all because of uh, Chris Christie and, and his team. And that's what made the Trump years for Chris Christie uh, so fascinating, because at some points, you know, there's three people in the Oval Office and it's Jared Kushner, Chris Christie and Donald Trump. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Amazing. How does how does somebody that's a Republican through and through win in the state of New Jersey, not once, but twice? Not not only did he win twice, he also won 51 percent of the Latino vote his second time around. I believe he won. I'm going to say 20 percent of the black vote. You know, um, the, the first time around, he had a very weak, unpopular Democratic opponent, uh, John Corzine. Uh, who had been in the Senate and been governor, uh, taxes were up, the economy was bad, and um, Christie played it middle of the road and squeaked by with a victory. Uh, he was, and and the, the corruption fighting and the fact that he had charged both Democrats and Republicans as U.S. attorney gave him this veneer of bipartisanship, and that's why Democrats crossed, some Democrats crossed the aisle and voted for him. The second time around was in the wake of Superstorm Sandy. This was the biggest natural disaster ever to, ever to hit the state. And Christie was in this raggedy fleece talking to New Jerseyans in very just straight up uh, human terms and walked them through this tragedy. He was out on the scene of the Jersey Shore. And most remarkably, he bro-hugged President Obama when that. Obama came to visit and he defended it as I need to do this, but people of New Jersey need federal assistance. This is the man who's going to do it. I don't care about partisan politics. And, you know, New Jerseyans really got the sense that, yeah, they don't agree with him necessarily on abortion. They don't agree with him necessarily on the fact that he was a fundraiser for President Bush, et cetera, et cetera. But they thought that he was going to do what was right for them and for New Jersey, and he would rise above partisanship. And, and that's really why he won in an absolute landslide his second time around. There are some smaller things he did in New Jersey, like he made deals with Democratic political bosses who run the state, and they really sat on their, the, 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 the turnout was quite crappy because Democratic political bosses made sure it was. And he was able to make deals that involved funding and um, other sorts of pet projects and finding you know, areas of common ideology like charter schools that he was able to work with them on. Uh, but it was it was mostly because of the of the image that he presented as a uh, bipartisan uh, problem solver. Mm. 
So give me a little bit of the flavor of New Jersey, Um, because people who follow national politics and think of New Jersey as a true blue state can just give me a little color, because I think that also gives us a glimpse in what type of candidate a candidate Christie will be. Yeah, you know, the the north of the state, um, the the state is blue, one of the blues in the country and on social issues. Uh, polling will show will show that. But, you know, the, the northern part of the state, uh, it's a bedroom community in large part uh, for Wall Street. So you get um, some more, you know, you, this is not a socialist haven by any stretch. Uh, you get some uh, more conservative fiscal uh, uh, types up there. Um, there are rural swaths of the state that are true uh, MAGA country, and you have some of them um, in the state legislature. Uh, and then you have, uh, I, but, 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 you know, I think it, it's a, it's a personality that New Jersey embodies. That's, that's evident in Chris Christie more than the political ideology. And what is that? Talk it's, to a, me it's a, you know, it's the it's the heckler on the Jersey shore that Chris Christie argues back with while walking with a ice cream cone with his family on a brief uh, Jersey shore vacation while he's governor. And Christie gets back and <laughs> gets in his face and, uh, you know, argues with him. And while, while cameras roll uh, that, that little bit ended up on TMZ, it's the town hall meeting. And, um, uh, you know, when a guy, a, a veteran stands up and challenges him on some, you know, policy regarding state universities and Chris Christie argues with him so much. It looked like he was going to like bring him outside and try to punch him in the face. It's a um, it's a you know, it's a in your face sort of attitude uh, that I think is also reflective of, you know, the metropolitan areas on the either side of New Jersey, Philly and New York. And um, it's and he's a pugilist he's a he's a fighter and he's good at fighting because he's so so quick rhetorically yes and i think you know that's what people are some people are hoping to see if he's on a debate stage obviously i i recall him initially being a trump guy but now he's not can you talk about the relationship between christie and the former president yeah so they you know trump's um sister was a federal judge and uh and and had jurisdiction over over New Jersey. So when Christie was U.S. attorney in New Jersey, where Trump, of course, had casinos, this was now more than 20 years ago, uh, Trump decided he'd be a good guy to know. So through his sister, he invited Christie over to Trump Tower and they broke bread and they became friendly. They would have dinners with their wives where Trump would order, by the way, for Christie, which I always thought is a peculiar detail. Yeah, that's just but a little bit shows the power dynamic, I think, and that it was always sort of Trump with a little bit of the upper hand. Um, so, so they became friends, and then they, you know, Christie is always planning to run for president. He's getting ready to run for president in 2016. Trump jumps in the race, and not only does he change the race, as we all know, but he also took Christie's like lane, which was being blunt telling it like it is, being in your face, saying things that, you know, made for good news. And Christie didn't know what to do. He was going to run as like a bipartisan problem solver. He was going to run as somebody who could tell Republicans, listen, you want to win? You want to beat Joe Biden, uh, whoever, or Hillary Clinton, whoever it might be? Then you want somebody who knows how to win 
Democratic votes. And I did that in New Jersey. That was how Christie was going to run for president in 2016. Trump comes in and Christie doesn't know what to do. And he moves way far right. I mean, he one point proposed banning orphaned refugee toddlers from resettling in the U.S., which was a position he would have never taken prior. Ends up, as we know, you know, he didn't really go after Trump during that race. He went after him once. Chris, uh, Trump hit back with uh, the 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 bridge gate um, uh, scandal, and then it kind of dissipated. Uh, Christie loses immediately, uh, sixth place in New Hampshire. And what does he do? He becomes the first, because of this longstanding friendship, first major Republican in the country, the first establishment Republican in the country to really endorse to endorse Trump. And then um, he was hoping to get VP. He was hoping to become either Trump's VP or Attorney General. Of course, that didn't happen. But he became the transition chairman once uh, Trump got the nomination. Except Jared Kushner, who we talked about earlier, didn't like that so much. So Trump fires Christie as transition chairman throws Christie's work in entirety into the garbage. And that's that. Christie, though, remains a lot, despite this, you know, insult, remains an advisor, actually uh, helps Trump with uh, um, debate prep for the 2020 race, gets COVID from Trump during that debate prep, almost dies. He was quite sick. And yet he's still somewhat a Trump supporter, right? I mean, he still was on TV defending him. Then January 6th happens. Trump is weakened. Trump is out of office. And we see the gradual switch to where we are now, which is Christie as a full-throated anti-Trumper. Not only that, the biggest anti-Trumper in the race. Correct. And it's, 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 you know, he's, he's, been doing it successfully defending this so far but it is hard to explain right i mean he he says that's the whole stormy daniels paying off a prostitute thing indicates trump doesn't have the character to be president but we all knew about stormy daniels when christie was in the oval office hanging out with trump doing debate prep so that's the kind of questions that eventually maybe somebody um he'll be forced to forced to answer man I mean, that's a Donald Trump, Chris Christie is a uh, is a uh, what are those shows that come on? A soap opera. It's like what it comes on. It's definitely a soap opera. I also think there's something Shakespearean about it. I don't, not smart enough to know what Shakespeare would apply to. (laughs) But there's something about the 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 king and the the guy who's smarter than the king who's trying to, you know. Is he um is he in it to win it, or do you think there are ulterior motives with this run for? Like, I think they're ulterior motives, but, you know, what do I think? Sure. Um, well, I, 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 yes, I think I'm going to say yes to both. I do think he thinks that he could win. He's um, a sociopath I, then. Anybody who <laughs> wants the president and thinks they can win is, is a sociopath. So that's fair. Okay. But but he's also acknowledged in the past that once you run and you, you're, you're waking up at, you know, 6 a.m. to go shake hands at a diner and it's 20 degrees minus below zero in Des Moines, then you start to think that you could maybe – be in it that's what gets you up in the morning and then once you think that you could be in the oval office it's hard to shake that so he he's i think recognizes that there's some absurdity here but he also thinks he can win but mostly i think if trump doesn't get the nomination and somebody else not him gets it let's say a rick scott nikki haley he thinks he's on the short list to be vp or attorney general if it's any other republican other than trump 
you know, um, James Carville said that running for president is like sex because nobody does it just once. So, <laughs> so there, there you go. Other than focusing on Trump, what do you think the substance of a Christie campaign will be about in terms of policy priorities? Uh, he, there's a, there's a city in New Jersey was the poorest and most dangerous city in the country, uh, Camden. Um, he, Christie had relationships with the democratic political boss there and they, Cory Booker, I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> I said Cory Booker. <laughs> no, he's, he's Newark and not the boss. <laughs> Cory's good to be in, in the, in the front of things, but he's not necessarily behind the scenes making the deals. Um, Camden is in South Jersey and, and it's, it's changed quite dramatically, um, and there's some controversy about whether that's all good for the people there, but uh, they have improved their uh, school system by many metrics. Uh, it is much safer, and the police department was totally remade under Chris Christie, and I think you're going to see a guy who leans on his uh, law and order experience as U.S. attorney um, as a former prosecutor, as somebody who um, does what's right, and also somebody who knows how to handle urban environments in a way that um, is good for all people, regardless of the color of their skin or their political persuasion. And he's going to tell a somewhat, you know, maybe, some, maybe somewhat accurate portrayal of Camden and use that as sort of a a, a, a place to point to how he could bring back some of the, you know, poor communities, left behind communities in America. So it's kind of like going to be, I think, something of a centrist um, ideological approach. I mean, he's pro-life. He'll be, he'll check all the boxes for Republicans, but some other stuff is going to be quite centrist. He also ushered in bail reform in yeah. New Jersey. One of the most progressive criminal justice policies in the country happened in New Jersey on his watch. And I don't know if he leans on that. I, I think he won't. Um, but it it does tell you something about where his politics are. Let's let's say hell starting to freeze over a little bit, gets a little chilly, and he picks up momentum and he wins the nomination. Should Democrats be worried about general election, Chris Christie? Absolutely. I would think so too. Especially if you have um a Democratic nominee who's on the older side and has lost a little bit on his fastball, perhaps. Um, I think a <laughs> I think a Christie Biden debate could be a potential bloodbath. Both Oof. University of Delaware alum. Look at that. How about that? <clears throat> so before I let you go, the most important question, where can people follow you and how can people read your articles and find what you're writing about in 2024? And I hope, I pray to God, you're traveling with Chris Christie, just spending time with him on the campaign trail, talking about how he's eating fried butter sticks and everything else <laughs> at the Iowa State Fair. I will tell you, he 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 rarely um, eats in front of the camera. Uh, I noticed <laughs> that when I was when I was following him when he was governor and and when he was running for president. Uh, but he is uh, very fun to follow through a diner because he's so good with those you know quick hit interactions with people. Um, he does not come across as a Ron DeSantis. Uh, follow me, thank you. Uh, at Matt Katz, M A T T K A T Z zero zero. That's on all the socials, most most prominently Twitter. Uh, you can find my work at WNYC.org. Uh, and my book is called American Governor, Chris Christie's Bridge to Redemption. Matt Katz, thank you for joining the Bakari Sellers podcast. We're going to have you back. We I might have that, you want to do like some live. Uh, we do a live debate, de debate, debate special and we just kind of rapid fire it. So, yeah, if you're free, we might bring you back. But thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I love that. Thanks so much. All See right, you. B.